You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, and It's My Money is brought to you by Brentus Wealth, and Brentus Wealth was voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in 2020 and previously in 2017. With me from Brentus Wealth today is Aaron Ruttenberg, who is from the Johannesburg and specifically Sandton branch of Brentus Wealth. Aaron, you've sent me something which I think we've talked about before, but apparently you think it's actually quite important because it is all to do with uh, two acronyms, which I really don't understand. Maybe you can describe what you've just written to me. Just go ahead and tell us. Actually, no, you don't have to. I'll do it. RA versus TFSA. Sounds like an East European football match, but RA is obviously retirement annuity, and TFSA is tax-free savings accounts. A very, very, very funny, Lindsay, and good afternoon to your listeners and yourself. Basically, the reason I wrote this was because I've been getting a lot of clients coming to me and asking me regarding immigration. Now, immigration is something I'll deal with at another time, but it's what happens with their times annuities at immigration, what um, happens to their tax-free savings accounts at immigration, but then subsequently also getting a lot of clients wanting to understand the differences between the two all of a sudden alongside offshore investment. So yeah. I decided to write a piece which would basically be able to lead your listeners to reading it because there's a lot more detail, but try and explain the differences between the two. And, you know, every single client has their own specific unique circumstances in life. For example, if you're immigrating, the one is definitely not suited for you if you're a younger person. So um, essentially I wrote the retirement annuity versus a tax-free savings account. No, they're not Eastern European football clubs, which – I probably would also have thought the same. <laughs> and I decided to make an, a workaround for what the differences between the two are and, you know, an explanation there. I think the first thing, and more seriously, the first thing that we have to talk about is an RA. There's no limit on how much you can contribute to an, uh, an RA, but a TFSA, a tax-free savings account, there are limitations, aren't there? So there are limitations to both. Basically, to be honest, but the first limitation on the tax-free, so let me start with the RA. The RA's limitation depends on how much money you earn, but there's a maximum of 350,000 or 27.5% of your annual income. So just to put it into perspective, unless you're earning more than 1.27 million rand a year around there, you'll never have to worry about the 350,000 number, but otherwise the maximum you allowed to deduct is 27.5% of your income or 350,000, whichever is less. So to answer your question, a 350,000 would be the maximum you can contribute, but you can contribute more. You just won't be able to deduct it. And if something has to happen to you, this is not in the notes. This is why it's important to have an advisor. Um, It would form part of your estate because that's why they've got those limitations. So I still want the ability to tax. They don't want um, you know, people being able to just put anything they want in the retirement annuity because it's tax-free within the wrapper, which we'll go through. So if you had to put over that amount of 350000 it would form part of your estate at death. Um, but that's a different situation. I think I should write an article on that. And the tax-free investment, well, that's got a 36,000 rand per annum contribution limit um, as of this latest tax year, which is 3,000 rand a month if you're doing a debit order. 
Okay, so that's a small amount of money, but an important amount of money because it is, as defined by TFSA, a tax-free savings account. Let's have a look at this. A really great feature of RAs, that's retirement annuities, is that you don't pay any tax on the investments inside. This means no tax on interest earned, no tax on dividends, no tax on income, and no capital gains tax on sales. So when you get rid of the RA, should you do so, you don't have to pay capital gains, which is a great bonus because a lot of investments look very, very good when you go into them because you are going into a tax-free scenario. But on the other hand, when you get out, you've got capital gains. Correct. You don't have to pay capital gains. And the way I try and explain it to people is the RA is the wrapper. Like you would have a sweet wrapper that wraps around the sweet, it protects, you know, from germs or the sweet becoming dirty. So that same wrapper being the RA is a protective layer so that you can't be taxed on dividends. You can't be taxed on interest income. You can't be taxed on capital gains. However, there becomes an issue when you want to withdraw because it's not so easy as just taking the entire investment out unless you financially emigrate. So there are a few, obviously, downfalls to owning one. But again, it depends on the circumstances of, of the person. But the actual not taxing all those elements of um, interest, dividends and capital um, just adds to your return over time. Okay, you've got a couple of paragraphs which are headed the following. Rules when accessing the money inside of an RA, uh, and we'll come to that in a second. And the second one is uh, tax when accessing an RA investment. So I think what you're saying here with the first part, which I'll reiterate again, rules when accessing the money inside of an RA. When can you access the retirement annuity that you've been investing in over the years? So for most of the time, it's the age of 55. In fact, it should be the age of 55. Um, there are certain insurance providers which clients have had an RA with, which are old school, that they've got a slightly different maturity date. I've dealt with one. It's not, we always don't, we don't like investing RAs with insurers because of that. But yes, in general, with your tax, um, your tax platform or your investment platforms, should I say, um, and some of the insurers, but definitely the investment platforms, once you reach, you reach 55, your retirement annuity matures. And there are some rules that you can do with those funds or what you can do with those funds. And you're only allowed to take a maximum of one third of that value as cash with the first 500,000 Rand being tax free. I always give the example of if you've ended up with a 1.5 million, you can take 500,000 tax free because that's one third. But if you've got two or three or four million, if you go over that 500,000, then tax, then SARS taxes you according to the retirement tax tables at 55. But if you're 55 and you've got less than 247,500, you can take the entire amount in cash. And that would most likely be tax free because it's under the 500,000 rand. Um, and the remaining two thirds now, once you've taken your third out or you haven't, you can even put the entire amount inside uh, what's called a living annuity or a guaranteed annuity, because you have to choose one of the two, um, would then pay you an income for the rest of your life, depending which one you choose. And the idea is that the annuity, um, you know, pays you that income, which is the whole point of retiring. Okay, that's the RA. And we do agree that the RA is a, a useful investment vehicle as a person that might be retiring in the next 10 years or so, or even yes. uh, longer than that. 
Absolutely correct. So there are certain caveats to that. Like I say, you know, if a person's never going to leave this country and knows that they're going to live here forever, then yes, there's, there's some pros and cons, but the tax advantages and the tax deductibility does assist with compounding those returns. Um, but if you're really a younger person and you don't know if you're going to live here forever, then I most likely would probably recommend a tax-free savings account or tax-free investment, as I prefer to call them. Let's go on to that now, a tax-free investment or a TFSA, as the acronym describes it. And you say TFSAs in a nutshell. This is basically, you say, an investment account which holds some investments. You can put unit trusts, ETFs, or even cash inside of this tax-free savings vehicle, and these investments will be protected from tax while inside of the TFSA. Go on from there. In other words, you build this um, uh, 36,000 a year uh, vehicle, but you can't sell it. While it's in there, it's, it's, it's tax-free. Tell us more, please. So that's the main difference. So between the retire from an inside that investment basket, the only difference between the retirement annuity and the tax-free savings account is that a retirement annuity, you can invest directly in shares as well. A retirement annuity, you can also invest into resource ETFs, for example, a gold ETF, but you can't in a tax-free savings account. So mm. basically you can invest in most ETFs in the tax-free, which is fine. You can invest in obviously cash, you can invest in unit trusts. Um, and the reason they don't allow you to invest into, um, you know, like a resource only share, or should I actually rather say, because you can't invest in shares, but rather like a resource such as gold or platinum or palladium, like an ETF, is because of the fact that they find that that's too risky and the whole point is being diversified. That's SARS. Um, uh, so that's not my opinion. That's actually SARS. But what you're allowed to do is contribute 36000 in your tax year. So if you want to do it monthly, that works up to 3000 And you, if you invest more than that, you'll be taxed at 40%. So it's, it's not recommended that you invest more than a 36,000 per annum, but the compounding effects to somebody who's younger are phenomenal, especially if you've got a child and you want to contribute as much as 500 rand every month because, you you know, your child might be able to thank you because the compounding, well, they will thank you. The compounding growth after 18 years will be exceptional, but the whole point is that they can take that money out whenever they want to or any investor can. So if they decide to immigrate and they don't want the money, you take that money out tax-free. It's already been taxed because it's the, the proceeds that you or the contributions are after tax. So what you take out is yours. Um, so they, they are very, very, very powerful over the long term. Because the reason I want to reiterate that is a lot of people will say, well, no, they're 36,000. That's not a lot. But when you add that up over time, I can tell you now it's very, very powerful. You say the following, the hinges of the door to your TFSA money are pretty loose, so you can take money out at any time. That's very, very important. If, you want, if for example, your circumstances change and you need to get some, uh, some cash urgently, you can do that. Okay, and right at the end you say, and you get very sort of lyrical here, Aaron, you say TFAs are the gymnasts of the retirement product world. They are really flexible. If you want to take the entire value of the tax-free savings account as cash, no problem, unlike an RA. So this brings me to my final question. Who has to have a look more seriously at an RA versus a tax-free savings account, a retirement annuity versus a TFSA? And who should maybe take a blend of the two? Give me your sort of age requirements here, please. So... 
If you plan to retire, now this is vital because everybody has a certain, you know, they have their own unique set of circumstances and I would definitely um, advise in in speaking to somebody and and reading the article. But, you know, when when is it that you plan to retire? If it's before the age of 55, you know, then you might want to consider a tax-free savings account. A lot of people are trying to aim to retire a lot sooner than the 65. That's what they call the FIRE community, um, financially independent, retire early. I've never heard that before. Oh, it's a very powerful community. It's all about retiring early. So the tax-free savings is a must for Mm. retiring early. Um, If you have a work pension fund already, the tax treatment and rules around those pension funds are pretty much the same as an RA, which means you already have an RA type of product through your employer. And therefore, you'll definitely want to consider a tax-free investment instead of an RA. And if you're in a higher tax bracket, and you'd certainly, again, you have to remember if you are living in this country and you want to remain in this country and you're in a higher tax bracket, then you're a higher income earner and the tax deductions can you know, really supercharge your investments and leave you in a better, better off than if you just use a tax-free um, savings account. But again, if you're a higher income earner, you'd be able to afford both, which leads me to obviously the combination. If you're still undecided, then there's nothing wrong with doing a combination of both. Um, you know, the way you get the benefits in both in both those products are fantastic. And then when you retire, one can actually also, you know, move the entire retirement annuity into a living annuity, gain the offshore exposure, and then rather take withdrawals, you know, you'll take the minimum withdrawal from your living annuity and rather use your tax-free first while that, uh, you know, to take withdrawals while your living annuity grows. Um, so basically utilizing the combination of both when you've retired is also very, very good. And because the last thing that's is vital as well, you know, if you're fortunate enough is because you're, you know, because retirement contributions or, uh, are tax deductible to an RA or a, uh, a pension fund or a provident fund, you get your tax refund after you submit your tax return for your retirement annuity. You can take this refund and put it straight into your tax-free savings account and let SARS fund it for you. Good advice. Again, the age thing. If I'm, let's say that you rolled back the years and I'm 25, what would you, what would you say to this 25 uh, year old person? Because we have to encourage people at the age of 25 to save. And I'm sorry to repeat myself, but I need your practical advice here, please, Aaron. So this is my advice and I'm sticking with this advice. I don't even care who the person is. Even if they want to stay here, I would tell them, don't put your money in a retirement annuity, put it into a tax-free savings account invest most of the money offshore within your tax-free savings account because you can put it in those offshore, locally domiciled, but offshore ETFs. You know, you get exposure to the Satrix or to the S&P 500 via Satrix, um, Signia or Core Shares, et cetera. You can make a wonderfully diversified portfolio. And I wouldn't put, I would put the rest of my money offshore directly into dollars i would externalize my money so i would have those two combinations that's what i do okay and finally if you're 50 years old you're double the age of the person we've just described what would you be doing and they've only just started saving because they've only just got a bit of money going for themselves i would take my money if you're 50 and you have not started saving i would take my money and first put it in a tax-free investment account if you don't have a pension fund at work i would consider an ra only if you are not going to leave this country because when you're 50 you really have more of an idea but if you are going to leave the country and you're 50 years old tax-free investment and put the rest of the money offshore we must reiterate putting money offshore is vital yes. because it also can you know give you those returns 
that the retirement annuity couldn't, even though you've got the tax deductions. So are you going to emigrate? The answer is yes, or you don't know. Take the money, put it offshore, and just use a tax-free investment. Excellent advice. Aaron, thank you very much for your time, as always. That's Aaron Ruttenberg, who is from Brentos Wealth at the Santon office. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.